0: I'm not really into quantum physics which i think this is what this is but um i found it fascinating she could be she could be talking out of her ass and totally wrong about quantum physics i wouldn't know sounds good to me way <laughs> that go Libby? <laughs> exactly
1: Welcome to the novel universe with your hostesses Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. Today we are continuing our book talk. Is it readable or not trend right now? Is it really a hype book or is it actually really good? Uh, So today we're talking about The Atlas Six by Olivia Blake. Um, I learned that that was her real name, not Olivia or whatever we were saying before. She has
0: another alias because she writes seen- YA under a totes different name and it's not like Victoria Schwab or V.E. Schwab it's like a totally different name
1: so. yeah okay well anyone everybody was pronouncing it Olive. and I was like oh excuse me Excuse me, it's fine. So (laughs) if you have not ever listened to anything by us before, usually we do two separate segments of our podcast where we do a spoiler free and then we completely spoil the book and we'll let you know when that happens. And we encourage you to stick around because we have lots of things that we usually say and we spill the tea on everything that we read. So um, without further ado, there we go. So today we're going to talk about, like I said, the Atlas Six. Um, The Atlas Six is about this Alexandrian society um, that's like a secret society of a magical academia, academics, excuse me, um, or the best in the world. It's kind of like this weird, like Harry Potter world in a way, but for adults. Yeah, I agree. But they're witty. Like that's the best way I can explain it. And so basically the best of the best are selected to help basically be the next bunch to guard this magical society um and each of them has like very unique uh magical talents um we have three of them that can alter the physical realm and then we have three of them that are more like mental mindful alterers of their universe and so basically all six of these Uh, candidates basically get brought in for a year's worth of training underneath the headmaster (laughs) atlas blakely you know and little do they know that their spots are not uh sealed as they think they are going to be that's all i'm gonna say because this whole thing like goes into everything and it's like no yeah so (laughs) um okay don what did you rate this book
0: Okay, I have been going back and forth with this book so many times like I will have my own rating and then I will watch somebody on booktube and I'm like mm, You made a really good point point," and then I will change my rating And then so at that moment I was at four to five because that's what it says on my goodreads It's four to five And then as I was preparing for this podcast because I read this book back in like june or may or something I had to refresh my memory and as i'm going back through it again. I was like I think this book is better than what I thought I than I thought it was originally. So I'm going to up it to 4.5. Um, oh. Possibly 4.75. I don't know. But we'll see after our discussion. As she is making wow. a face. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I am super curious to hear what you have to say.
1: Let me preface first. Uh-huh. Okay, this is like when Don says to me, Ashley, I think you should read this book because I want to know what you think. It usually means Ashley's going to love it and I hate it. Meaning you hate it is usually what happens when you give me that premise. I would never like give you a book that I
0: hate. What have I given you a book that I hate it?
1: That you have mixed feelings. Let okay. me rephrase. That so you have mixed feelings. You're not quite sure. So okay. I was like, does this mean it's good? Like, <laughs> Anyway, so um this book I really struggled. I was going to get this book a three originally okay. because I had majorly like slug bus mm-hmm. problems mm-hmm. with with this book. And then when I finally got to the last section of the book, I was like, oh, maybe it's more than what I think it is. Mm. Like yeah. In a way. So I'm more probably a four, four, two, five. Whoa. And it might grow on me. It okay. might grow on me because I just, you know, uh-huh. I just did the thing where I like processed what happened and it's still kind of happening. So maybe you can help convince me to make it an even higher reading. But I had some issues where I was like
0: What the hay bales? We need to put all your little sayings on shirts. Cause, what the hay bales? And you just said something else. I can't remember what it was, but that that, it was a new one for me. Okay. It was was a new one.
1: Honky donkey or something you said. What did I say? Honky
0: donkey or something you said? Something slow. What donkey? something you said. That's funny. (laughs)
1: what happens when you've been with children for like 12 15 years of your life in yeah.
0: childcare? you gotta come up with creative ways to say swears uh, yeah mm,
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah. so okay well let's get All into right. our our dislikes um i yeah. d- do you have a lot no if you like um you well know? before
0: we get into it just for the new people we are going to do our dislikes first and then we will go into our likes. It will be spoiler free, which means with this book, we're not going to be saying much because it's a lot of spoilers. And then we will let you know when we go into spoilers. And I only really have a couple of dislikes and they're not huge. Uh, okay. So this is kind of a dislike and possibly a like, I don't know. I do that a lot sometimes, but I feel like <laughs> the, the plot of this book doesn't happen until the last 20 pages. I feel like this book does not have a plot and then you hit the end and you're like, Oh, like you said, Oh, that's what this book was about. I don't know if that's genius yeah. or stupid.
1: Yeah. 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 My, uh, my main problem with this book was the agonizing sluggishness of just the pace was so bad. Like the the first 40% of this book, I was like, okay, let's do this. Like, what? There's things attacking them, Wh- what? And now so-and-so doesn't want to work with that person because they've seen like the dark side of them. Like, I don't understand. I'm all for it. And then it was just this like lull of a time where I was like, right, okay, is anybody gonna do anything? Is anybody happening? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are we going to class? Is there a class? Do we go to class? Maybe it's just a find it on your own. I don't know. <laughs> sort of yeah. And then you get to the last, basically like the last like two three chapters, and I was like, oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, I was like yeah. I'm sorry. Like as I had it like sped up because I read it um by listening to it if you will and i was like listening to it on like, a faster because i was like these people come on come on let's let's find where this hook is and then all of a sudden i was like slow it down there's all this good stuff so yeah
0: did you have any dislikes
1: was that, that was one of them was that sluggish thing um i had an issue with the relationships Okay. And the reason why I had an issue with relationships is because you never really like have this moment where you're seeing, even though we're, we're getting all of those like six different perspectives, which I love. I know a lot of people don't like, but if you listen to the book, they have different characters for each of those people. Oh, so cool. it's like you can kind of keep, um, a tone like distinguished to that person. And so that's how you, you read it. And I really enjoyed that because if you're gonna do it like that, you really need to like, cause some of these characters can kind of start to feel slow and that there is no progression in them in any capacity. But like the truth is, is that it's there. It's just not said it's almost implied is I, I think that that's how she was trying to write these relationships is that like they've been in this school for a year, and it's like we'll have like Nico and uh, Reyna like together and they're like com- conversing, and you're like, well, why are they friends? Like, well, why are they still like doing this together? But it's like they obviously have a relationship that extends behind the scenes. So there was a lot of that, I guess. Um, but I think I wanted more of it because what I lacked in plot I wanted to get in like relationships if you will actually let me rephrase what I lacked in world building I wanted to get in relationships and it was like I kind of like didn't get one more than the other okay and that was my like really one of my biggest things is I was like either tell me a little bit more about this or I need more on this but I wasn't like disappointed though at the end of it but it's just it was
0: one of those things that i did struggle
1: with okay
0: okay so that was not one of my dislikes but i see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. um i thought the writing at times was a little bit and this is a very common complaint of people and i agree the writing at times a little pretentious Mm -hmm. there were many times where she really could have just said it in a paragraph and not three pages it's like Okay, homegirl, you know big words. Congratulations. But can you tighten it up just a little bit? Just a little
1: bit. (laughs) But some people were saying that she could have done it on purpose. Like it was purposeful. Oh, it was. Yeah, but. Like pretentious. But at the same time, it's like but I feel like she could have done it even better. Like you could write it even more pretentious with good intentions <laughs> if she did tighten up just a little bit. Cause obviously it was our tone and it was, um, it, it was congruent throughout the whole entire book. Like never yeah. once did we falter from this, like, I know better. Like, yeah. <laughs> type of um, but at the same time I, I feel that cause I was like, am I happy about what I'm reading? Do I trust this, this author?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I wanted, this is just a smaller one. I wanted just a little bit more of the world. Just a little bit. Just a little bit more. It's like urban fantasy with magic. And it's like, I'm all for it. And obviously this author spends a very long time, like, creating said world but I wanted more of how the world interacts with the magic because I feel like we got a lot more of that at the end and maybe I'll get more in book two but this one I was like I want just a little bit more Mm -hmm. what is the what does the building do like what are they guarding the library like they're guarding the library okay well what's what's in the library like give me more of what's in there like we got like just a a small snippet of a description and it was like well the library I asked for this information and I got nothing or I did get a book on this and I'm like but what about the library
0: (laughs) um the library is guarding knowledge just knowledge in general and their whole purpose is to make sure that knowledge doesn't fall into the wrong hands.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. You're is not.
1: Real me? Is it really? Is it really?
0: That's and that's the point. Is it really? That's it
1: that's, really? that's the point.
0: No, it's not.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. All
0: right. Um my last dislike was I, I understand the importance of Nico and his roommate and his roommate's mom but it was too much of it and nothing was really answered I know that it's going to be prominent in book two I get that that's great but it was just too much of it in this book and it was not enough resolution to the bit that was in this book I mean at the end there is something but I just felt like it was too much of it for me to care I'm just like I'm. I was like I don't. Why is this here? This is taking me out of the story. I would be really engrossed. Like this is great, and then here come Nico and his damn roommate, and I'm like, okay, Gabriel, I don't care about you right now. Can I care about you in book two, please?
1: <laughs> I know. I I agree that that whole little bit of whatever you want to call it, because I don't want. I don't want to give too much away. Like, yeah, but. It was it did uh, yeah because you would be in there with all the characters and all of a sudden it's like this is like this side story and I'm like I, what why 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 are there mer things what what then they trap what
0: yeah <laughs> I
1: don't get it it didn't flow it didn't flow really well it just he would just show up mm-hmm. maybe that's just. Gideon, he just shows
0: up. <laughs> oh, Gideon. I think I said Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's all I had. That's all I had. For, for dislikes. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, all right. Let's go into likes. All right. Okay. So
0: I guess my first thing I liked was the beginning of the book. The first chapter is called The Beginning, And then immediately after that chapter, let me get my book. Um, I feel like that first chapter is incredibly important. Like, don't don't poo-poo that chapter. And then Mm -hmm. where it says, the moral of the story is this. Beware the man who faces you unarmed. If in his eyes you are not the target, then you can be sure you are the weapon. I feel like that is very important to the story. So I liked all of that. Yeah. It's kind of yeah that's
1: that, that one part I remember because I like started and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> like I was there I was like so so true mm-hmm. so true um I guess I really liked how uh, we meet all of the six characters because we meet them almost like Harry but I don't want to like compare it to Harry Potter because it's definitely like way different like it's not the same thing but like when you're given your your owl to come to Hogwarts, like it's it's different because it's like oh you have magic ability and you know about it or it's hidden or whatever. But here it's like you are sought after, like you are the best of of the best, and it's a privilege to be a part of this society. But yet they don't tell you anything else besides that. It's like just come and have more information, and they're like, why can't you just tell me now? it's like well, you have to accept first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Like and I loved how like that's how we met the characters because we met them in their own um just environment and it helped us learn about them in a very strategic way mm-hmm. because that's where we learn, you know, more about their personalities and stuff like that and it starts to grow as we continue on throughout the story but i liked how individualistic it was and that she took time to write each of them versus just like we meet two of them and then the rest are just there so
0: yeah
1: i agree Yeah,
0: i liked pretty much all of the characters uh the only character i and that's not that i didn't like her reyna it's just because she's probably going to be a bigger character in book two she's just kind of introduced in this one uh but I liked all the characters and I liked what Blake did with them as far as I actually like their relationships I know that was a dislike for you but I liked the relationships particularly Nico and Libby I don't want to say too much but when I first started reading this book I was like oh good lord here we go with the enemies to lovers bullshit but it's not that at all and I like their friendship and I like that he doesn't like her boyfriend not because he's jealous not because he's secretly in love with her not because he's petty it's because he's not good enough for her that's it they seem to hate each other but it's like they need each other to be great it's like when you're a yeah. runner, you need someone to be just as fast as you, or faster, to make you go faster. Like they really need each other to be better, to be best. And I, I like their relationship. I like Parisa because. Did you want to say anything about them? Because I'm probably just gonna go through other characters.
1: No, it's uh, well. I can comment on them. They were my favorite relationship. Like, like when yeah. when I was reading, like they were um, the chapters that I was like. Okay, are they gonna have like another spout with each other? Because you're right, it's not an an enemies to lovers trope with them. It's completely different. Like they can't survive without the other. It's mm-hmm. weird, and the, but they're not related in any capacity. But they are like the other's like perfect challenger and someone who's going to push them and someone who's gonna be like, you need. I need to pull you back out because I know that you've reached enough of something. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked that because it was like they knew each other's strengths and weaknesses and when enough was enough. And I was like, love it. Yeah. Parisa, Parisa. she's badass. I love her.
0: I loved her too. And I think that people are going to get caught up in um, the surface stuff. So like, oh, Parisa only uses her outwardly appearance to get what she wants. Yeah, she, she does. But there's so much more to her than that. And Callum is the Obvious villain. But yeah, but there's so much more to him than that. So I just if you haven't read the book, I really want you to not focus on the surface stuff, but to really look at the characters underneath what... Because I feel like when people read this book, there are two different people are going to read this book. They're going to be someone who's going to get the oh, enemies to lovers. Oh, Parisa, she just uses her body to get what she wants. Oh, there's that thing that happened at the end. And then there are the people who, who... are me and you who are going to like really see the themes and really see the character development and all the foreshadowing and everything that's really going on in this book so yes right. Parisa uses her body to to get what she wants but it's it, it she does it well she does it on purpose and she gets results she's not right. dumb no and she's
1: got a hidden backstory that we can talk about in the spoiler part that I was like yeah, what I don't. So, I guess in just like the lives in general with the characters, there was not one character I didn't like. No. Feel, was done well. Like even like the obvious villain, like of the six, it's like, but you kind of want to know more because he's just that conniving mm-hmm. and you it the same way. But then you're like, is he in love with someone? <laughs> do you like someone like what (laughs) um I don't know like but that to me is what that yeah I'm I'm glad that the book has left us as a cliffhanger as it has because it had so many good things going for it and then don't just don't let the slumps fool you that's all I have to say no I've got over the hump and some people did not and they were like I hate it oh my gosh this is terrible and it's like but you have to keep going yeah
0: I feel like I feel like when people do it's that it's, it's that they like a plot driven book and this is not plot driven this is totally character driven so if you have not read yeah. this story and you like a lot of things happening on the page, don't read this book, you're not going to like it. Because nothing really happens on the page. It's all in the character development. It's all in their conversation, which there is a lot of dialogue in this book. And you have to pay attention to everything. You have to pay attention to when someone is dreaming. You have to pay attention to when they are having some weird conversation about wormholes. You have to pay attention to every little thing because you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it if you don't. And I love that. It's
1: true. It's true. Like, like I said, I was not, I was not sitting at a good rating for this book, but I'm so glad that I kept going because like, again, there's all this action on the forefront and you're like, oh my goodness. And then there's this big, long, like interlude pause that has all these little mini steps. You're like, okay, come on. I like, I feel like it's going to be good. (laughs) So just keep going. It's almost like I wanna compare it to like Gilded Wolves by Rashni Chashki, like with the character development. Like it's not a world plot, builded storyline. It is all based on the characters and relationship. And it's like if you can stick with them, mm-hmm. you'll be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um do you have anything else? I don't-
1: no, not without spoiling anything. I just, but I uh, was all for the cool. fact that this was like a dark fantasy for yeah. adults. Yeah. Like I feel like this is what you and I were looking for when we read Deadly Education. Deadly
0: Education. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. This did. This did what Deadly Education by Naomi Novik did not do.
1: Yeah. uh-huh 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. So, and this was a book that I hadn't seen around in any capacity, but I was like, oh my goodness, like, why have I not read this? Like, why is this not on my thing? <laughs> but I love the cover. The cover is so sexy and done very well. Like, it's a very beautiful book. Yeah. Because Atlas 6, like, it's, it's literally just showing you, like, Atlas is the main caretaker of the society in the forefront and then it's the six of them that are holding this society together mm-hmm. um so yeah but you yeah. don't know like where are the other people like where are the other parts of this society like what what that's happened that's
0: it that's it everybody that's wanna know, though. but that's it every 10 years they get a new group of people they spend a year and then they have to narrow it down to five those five people spend a year and then after a year they either stay there and continue research and guarding the library or they move on to become ceos until the next group of six come 10 years later
1: that's it right but it's also like i feel like there's more though like i feel like there's gonna be more i don't think there is super big but
0: i don't think there is i think that's it that's the simplicity of it (laughs)
1: <laughs> well do you have anything else that you want I to say I just have
0: one more like um I just I like what Blake had to say about power and time and knowledge and how um in the wrong hands knowledge can be bad you don't see too many science fiction books that knowledge is the main focus it's usually power or money or something like that right. but yeah, she has some interesting things to say about. Um, I don't know if I have time, but the opening chapter, she says that societies can thrive on three three wheels or three. Let me see. Um, an empire could sit successfully only upon a chair of three legs: subjugation, desperation, and ignorance. Like she has lots to say about lots of stuff, and I'm not really into quantum physics, which I think this is what this is, but um, I found it fascinating. She could be she could be talking out of her ass and totally wrong about quantum physics. I wouldn't know. Sounds good to me. Where
1: Way that go, Libby? <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Thank you for joining us for the non-spoiler portion. We are gonna spoil it in five, four, four three, three, two, one. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the spoiler edition of the Atlas Six. And we're gonna just spill the tea on all of these characters first, and then we're gonna discuss some theories that Dawn and I have based on our cliffhanger ending but before we get started we just wanted to say that our next book that we're going to read is the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires by grady hendrix so that'll be our next book club talk book talk book club talk yeah (laughs) for anyone book club book talk talk talk. (laughs) (laughs) for us so uh i guess let's just get into it like well let's get into that twist that
0: the twist kind of like I feel like the whole Ezra thing was not quite a twist because he showed up midway when he was talking to Tristan so we knew something was up with him but the whole thing with Atlas I was like oh okay didn't see that coming
1: okay so I just want to say well I guess you just kind of go into a little bit of it because this is where one of my things comes through. Do you want to do that?
0: <laughs> sure. Just, just chat. We're just um, chatting.
1: Okay. I seriously think that Dalton is a form of Ezra in a way. Okay. Because Dalton did say that he did it, that he was the one that sent her away, Libby. Okay. So Libby gets shipped off into this like paranormal cage thing. Thing that she can't break out of because she's too in and of herself like she um, focuses too much on her emotions and if she would just calm them like she could destroy the world type of thing and everybody knows this but he says that to Parisa and Parisa's like oh my goodness like I you know will figure it out and she talks about how Dalton's brain is like a labyrinth that she can't crack and she is someone who's telepathic like she can read <laughs> people's minds and stuff like that and she can't even get in because he's so good at blocking everything mm-hmm. so I feel like Ezra it's like that's another person <laughs> like and he's altered his whole entire existence this is just this is very far stretched
0: yeah it okay. is
1: but <laughs> when Ezra showed up I was like oh my gosh it's Dalton though. Like, but it's what Dalton. So Dalton is what I think Atlas had hoped for with Ezra. Like someone to almost do his dirty work in a way.
0: I have a totally different theory. Totally different. Okay. Let's
1: hear it. Let's hear it. I wanna okay. Hear it. I want to hear it. Okay. Cause I was like, is it Ezra?
0: <laughs> no, I think Ezra and Dalton are two different people.
1: However, okay, okay.
0: however, when Ezra needed to find a way to get Libby out of there, he went to Gideon's mom, the mermaid, and she said, "I know an animator. His name is Prince. I think that Dalton is Prince, because there's not very many animators. So okay, that's why mind. I think Dalton came in.
1: Yeah." All right. Well, there you go. We will. All right. All okay. Right. That makes
0: sense. Okay. So, as you. far as Dalton and Atlas are concerned, I think um so Dalton was supposed to be the one getting murdered in his year, but Atlas saved right. Atlas saved him because Dalton can access something in the library that nobody else can if you remember um libby kept trying to get longevity and it would not come to her ezra can live for a very long time he doesn't age and i think that atlas who ultimately atlas wants to burn down the world and start anew atlas is aging and he needs to figure out how he can stop the aging process so that he can do his plan and or outlive it or whatever so he's looking for a way to live long and he's trying to get access to the longevity book but the library won't give it to him so i think he's going into dalton's head to try and find what dalton knows kind of like um harry potter with snape and slughorn and um tom riddle and all that stuff he he's trying to get harry to figure out what slughorn told tom riddle to how to live forever i think it's kind of like that but like you said dalton is blocking and then he accidentally atlas accidentally saw parisa in there and he kicked her out i think he's trying to figure out longevity because dalton can access that book but he can't so that's why he kept dalton alive also at the very end, some woman named Vivienne, who also could live a long life, was murdered. She was hit by a car. I think Atlas killed her because he's trying to study how to live longer. I think he's trying to, and I also think that um, when him and Ezra were both in school, he kept Ezra alive on purpose because he wanted, because Ezra was useful to him. Like that saying, if if they're not pointing a. a, a if you're not the target you're the weapon i think ezra's the weapon and he's figured that out Mm -hmm. so those were my theories
1: yeah okay so i agree with the last part i missed the part that the girl that just died that that was probably her strength i missed that part Mm -hmm. um but i agree okay yes okay yeah, because because here's the thing though, like Dalton can bring things back to life at an extent. Like like or not at an extent, to an extent. Like if it's like dead dead, like he can't alter it to be reanimated. And he even said that to Parisa when she was, you know, snaking okay. through his brain and all of that. And I was like, okay. But there's a limit to it type of thing but i i bet you that that's why he's giving them a life then because oh yeah i think ezra figured him out ezra figured atlas out because he kept saying like we've saved a spot for you like i've saved a spot for you in the six and yada 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 it's like but why is he not there why is he still not a part of the society like you know and yet he's keeping libby safe because he does i think ultimately love libby like i really do i think that he does ultimately care about her and that's yeah. why um he put her where he did and all his other stuff but then that last little part where he's like meeting with all of the other <laughs> important people that do indeed have magic but that just didn't make the cut and he's like, we need to stop him because he is trying to basically destroy the world. I was like, genius. Yeah. So now you're no longer in cahoots with each other. Now you're biding your time against him because he talks about like how many times he watched his mom die. And I was like, how horrific is that? And of course, like when someone experiences like such a crazy thing in their life, they're, it's going to alter them and they're not going to just like chase after dreams I guess like Atlas is chasing after he's like no like it's it, like death is final like you can't change it no matter what so that's probably why he's um, being kept around by Atlas because maybe Atlas is like maybe he can like push me in another realm in a door and save me from my fate type of thing because Ezra is being completely written off the universe like he's dead Like, he did, in fact, die in the trial, but he went somewhere else, so Mm -hmm. it was replaced with another body? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand that part. Do you think, like, he grabbed another body, or did they just say because he disappeared in the middle of the trial that he's no longer there?
0: I don't remember. Maybe it's because... I don't remember.
1: Like, I don't, I don't remember if there was, like, no body, no daddy type of thing, or if it was because he... Did indeed like step through into a parallel time that there was no one to kill, so he was just gone. So he was just written off like Libby has just now been written off as dead.
0: I feel like there was a body.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know whose I body know. it was, but I feel like there was one. And also, or, 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 Okay, so they were saying the whole the whole point of the six, somebody has to die because magic, there's a balance to magic. So somebody has to die in order for the magic to continue. But if mm-hmm. Ezra never really died, then that whole point is moot. So they must have to kill someone even if Ezra fake died. So Libby didn't really die. So maybe that he killed Vivian, to keep the balance because Libby didn't die you know what I mean but Maybe. I don't know who died when Ezra didn't because I don't remember
1: that's what I'm like it was it another candidate that they
0: I just think it Alice was a random
1: just find someone else I think he just it does have to be in the balance like I, it's yeah. not a. It's not an abnormal thing that they're asking them this time around because even Dalton was aware of it when he was in mm-hmm The society. And he's like, no, like someone does indeed have to die. Like it's just a a magical balance. And then they talked about the whole like, now that you've had all this knowledge, like you can't not crave the knowledge and the power that comes with it. And it now like starts to consume you. Love that. All there for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have any other theories? I want to know who Paris's husband is. That she's running away from. That's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> like, I didn't understand it... any of that.
1: Yeah, so, like, back back into the book, like, she basically convinces Callum to, like, like, they go on, like, a mind war. Yeah, I
0: will. got that. I just didn't understand her backstory. Her backstory was confusing to me. Like, was she but I sexually wasn't... assaulted? Did she have to marry her brother? Like, I was so confused. So confused
1: right and it's like okay but yet I still think that Parisa won in that battle though because there's a difference between like walking into a challenge and not knowing how this challenge is going to end and like being defeated like 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 you're obviously better than me but Parisa knew and she let him win in order to show (laughs) I think to make Callum like Feel all good about himself. I still think she's like way more powerful than he is. I think. Oh, he's, like his is just. She, she's like, definitely he's dangerous in another way.
0: He's he's very powerful, but I feel like his power is one dimensional. Like there was a mm-hmm. point when it, it was time for him to die, and he's telling Tristan all this information about everybody. It's because he found it in a in a book. He didn't really. He didn't really get into other people's minds like Parisa can do yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah he can control minds which is pretty terrifying in the wrong hands and I liked I liked that uh, how Olivia Blake says um, he's basically uninterested he's he's not really thinking about actually doing that because someone who has that power in the wrong hands they can wreak havoc but he's just bored he's, not, he's just like eh whatever He's not really he doesn't really care about world domination you know what i mean so he calls himself yeah, he, a um order, an assassin oh, sorry, go ahead. yeah well he calls himself an assassin he's not a villain a villain would want world domination and use his power to get world domination he's not the hero he's just a dutiful soldier he don't he don't care
1: And I think you're right. I think ultimately he's bored, but I think he also knows his, like, how to attain information to be as powerful as he is. So he's smart. Like, he's not just an empath that can alter your mind to make you literally kill yourself or, you know, go and do all of these other things and whatever. But the fact that he had to attain the information just tells me, like, we're smart.
0: Yeah, he's smart, but... He's also... You're, you're, he, go ahead.
1: No, he's he's smart, but he's... <laughs> he's also not your next best friend choice, right? Like, you're not going to get close to him. So he's almost like a lone, a lone wolf in a way.
0: Yeah. I was going to say he's smart, but he's a narcissist. And if you've ever had to deal with a narcissist, their demise is themselves. They do it to themselves because they think they are smarter than everyone, and somebody on the outside can figure them out. So because Parisa can see into his head, she can figure out his weaknesses and she can get him with it, which which she ultimately did. And Atlas did the same thing when he recruited him. He basically was like, yeah, but you have no imagination. And it basically was like, oh, I'm gonna show you, I'm better than everybody here. He's a narcissist. That's his ultimate demise.
1: Well, see, and even with his relationship with Tristan, like, I still think that he has, like, a thing for Tristan. Oh,
0: he totally does. (laughs) He totally does. But he doesn't know how to form real relationships, and he fucked it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, even when the whole killing was about to ensue, like, Tristan was like, oh, we just ruined this whole relationship. But, yeah, Callan's like, it's fine. Like, we'll be (laughs) fine. I'm, like... I don't like you, but I'm okay with it. Like, but he doesn't say it. <laughs> they, just, they just move on. Like Libby's missing, like or she's dead or whatever, and they all just like just move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, their relationship was, was bizarre.
1: Yeah, it was very bizarre. Yep, yeah, and their whole like Libby's whole uh, like threesome with Parisa and Tristan. I was like. Is this just because we're bored? No,
0: I think it was I think it was her um growth. It was just her growing up. That's all. I think that's right. all that meant.
1: Right. No, but I, like, at first I was like what is happening? Like, oh, what? But then I'm like, this was all consensual. Everybody wanted this. It's fine. But this is what I, was... I think. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's also, like, weird because, like, when I talked about the relationships, it's weird because, like, it didn't mean anything. It was, like, it didn't didn't. mean anything to some of them. And then some of them was, like, should I care about it? I don't know. But I have other things to do. So.
0: No, I think. Yeah. So this is what I was saying in the spoiler-free edition about where people are going to get hung up on this book. And I think people are going to get hung up on that three-way. And they shouldn't. Because. Um, it, either because it was off page or because oh my god why would she do that it's out of character I think she did it because you know she just broke up with her boyfriend she's always in her head she's incredibly insecure she saw an opportunity to just let loose and just be somebody different for once and that's why she did it and for, for as far as Parisa is concerned I don't think it really meant too much to her um, Parisa has an agenda and she's just trying to get into everybody's head because she's trying to bring the world down too. She's exactly like Atlas. They have the exact same agenda, but Libby is not important to her right now. Dalton. Dalton is what's important to her. She, he's a means to her end. Everybody else can go screw themselves. She don't care about anybody else. Right.
1: No, that's why she keeps that relationship with him strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all for her own agenda which I love yeah I love that but she's also like honey us women we have needs too you need to do what you gotta do to satisfy yourself and I was like okay girl like I see you you're playing them but you're also like that's what you need it'd be fine <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and she just leaves um so I love that I also liked how the plants like spoke to Raina because she's, like, Miss Little, like, observer in the background. Like, you don't think too much of her, but she's highly powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, at the same time. Like, she's super powerful, but she's like, man, nah, I got time for you. Like, <laughs> but I love that about her, though, because it's so unique. It's so unique. And she's she knows her strength. She knows how to get it. And she continues to keep going after it. But I also want more more of her.
0: Oh, yeah. I think so she, she'll be in the next book.
1: I want sure. more of you. And I really like how she did... This is my last little bit on Parisa. I really like how she did Parisa because it's like, I feel like she's supposed to be a character that we don't like because she is the sexy girl who, of course, can get her way because she can read people's minds. And it's like, but don't get hung up on her outward appearance. Like... Mm-hmm she's got an agenda and she's going to do whatever she needs to do to get it done because she's not going to be messed around with like it's not just this like I know I look good it's fine yeah <laughs> good thing in um, Nico and Libby like we talked about their relationship just um, briefly in the spoiler free but like I loved the whole like they're always battling to be greater than each other but I almost feel like Nico is better than Libby right now because Nico's emotions are not holding him up. Yeah. To access his power. It's the only reason why he is somewhat better than her. But even when they have that moment where he's like trying to expand, you know, time and what no, she does time, when he's trying to expand the space that they're in, right? Is that what it is that he was doing? I can't remember where he was pushing his powers I don't remember what the scenario like what he was actually doing but she just walks in and she's like "Oh, how am I always gonna keep saving you and it's like we get like a glimpse into like the Libby that we're supposed to be seeing not this person that everyone's like oh my gosh she's so insecure or she's always you know asking all these questions and always worried and it's like But when she actually focuses i feel like she's like a force to be reckoned with because she Mm -hmm. can like center herself in the best way
0: yeah and that's why she's a a, probably one of the best characters in the book is because i think she has the most growth in the book uh Mm -hmm. but she is the most powerful person in the room and everybody hates her for their own reason seems like i feel like um uh what's what's his name callum once again she's smarter than him and he just can't have that she asked too many questions she's too inquisitive she's too she's too much you know just be quiet and be cute in the corner like he can't he can't have that and then Parisa they had a moment I can't remember what Parisa says to her but it was almost as if Parisa is like I'm not damaged per se but I'm just not a good person and you are a good person and I don't want to get my stink quote-unquote on you like she said something like we can never be friends because of blah 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 whatever, and it wasn't because of girl girl hate. It was just because you know Parisa is insecure too. She may not necessarily like herself and what she has to do to get get it done, and she doesn't want to damage Libby. So I liked all of that. Right. Um, you know, Tristan. Tristan liked her though. I think he was the only one who really genuinely liked her. That.
1: I love though how they got to that though because he like got to see like this girl is more than what we're pegging her to be. And he's, like, trying to tell everybody, like, mm. listen. <laughs> she freaking stopped time. She stopped time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to watch out. Like, this is not a little thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But I liked that Tristan is always able to see through the illusion if he would just, like, yet again, just... Don't think about what you actually see. Think about what's missing from the picture. And I thought that that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, I am eager to see how she's going to take this. I feel like I need to up my reading
0: <laughs> What was your final? What was what was it before we started?
1: It was a four. I think four. it was a four. Okay. A four. I might give it a 4.5. Just because now that I'm, like, putting all of my pieces together. Yeah. I really liked that battle scene, though, where the other society comes in. I yeah. forget what they're called. The murderer. What are they called? I don't know. I don't remember. I forget what they're called. But the fact that they all had to pair off with someone that wasn't their person or, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, to me, was, like, the huge, like, that's where the relationship started in a really good way. Like, that's why Nico is now, like, close with Raina because, like, they worked well together type of thing. And um, same thing with Tristan and with uh Libby. Mm-hmm. And then Parisa yeah. was like, Kelm is just douche. We need to drop him. Like... I'm not working with him no more. Mm-mm.
0: Well, I'm good. At least Parisa. <laughs> I mean, if you had any notions about Parisa, at least she knows a really bad egg when she sees one. The fact that right. he can manipulate people to kill themselves. She was. It's either self-preservation, where she's like, "Oh, he might be able to get me somehow," or it's like he he got to go because he he can do bad things if he really really wanted to.
1: Did you have a um, have a person that you pegged that was going to be chosen to die before we knew?
0: I thought it was going to be Callum just because of his power, which, once again, we didn't mention that he's also an empath, which is odd that he is an empath. Um, but I felt like that was a red herring. But then it was like, okay, well, who is useful? Because it was like, Nico and Libby have the same power, so one of them has got to go. Like,
1: but yet not, though, because they alter different things.
0: I know, but I feel like you could teach them to, I don't know. And then Parisa is the same, has the same power as Atlas, so she could easily, she's expendable, too. Mm
1: -hmm. But At first, I thought it was going to be Tristan, because Tristan's power, to me, seemed the least complex. No. Because...
0: I felt Tristan was the most important, because Atlas really really wanted him badly. I was like, he ain't going nowhere.
1: Okay. No. To me, he was like... He's like the tag-along when everyone's he going is. on an adventure that you just gotta, like, keep coming with you because he's holding the scroll. the like, <laughs> You know, oh, but Callum, ultimately, I decided that it had to be him just because of his narcissistic ways. I was like, mm, you gotta go. Yeah, You ain't. Mm-mm. Like... But it wasn't that the rest of them were all buddy-buddy. It was just simply that he wasn't adding anything to the equation for me. And then he drops this big bomb of, like, I know all this information. La, 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 la,
0: But you anybody know, he can get start, that information, like, though.
1: Right. But it's all, like, the hidden information that the so- other societies were trying to trip them up on when they went out into the world. Like, oh, okay. hey, we need you. Hello. I'm like, no one thought that that was a red flag? Like, if you all were being questioned
0: outside,
1: don't you think? Like, you're in a cult of kind? <laughs> no. I felt like it's like...
0: One thing okay. that, I, that I was kind of, like, confused about is, okay, so at the very end, we understand that Atlas is essentially building an army, and he's handpicking who he wants for why he wants them. I think he originally wanted Parisa because she was similar to him. But I think he realized that she's too dangerous. He he can't have her. Because she's getting close to Dalton, and I think that's not good. So I think he probably wanted her gone. Because at the very beginning, I feel like Dalton was like, they're going to kill you. Dalton didn't say they're going to kill one of you. He said they're going to kill you. So I think that Atlas had already had his sights on Parisa going. But, okay, so... Reyna, he probably wants because she's a necromancer, but I don't. She, I don't know if she can raise the dead people. I think that's kind of how it ended. With we're not quite sure, but I can understand why he would want her. I can understand why he would want Libby and Nico, especially Nico, because now he can transform into Falcons apparently. Um, and Dalton, I would think not Dalton. Callum, I would think he would want Callum because he can make people do what he wants. You know, he can alter people's... Yep. Yeah. So yeah. why would he want Callum? Because at one point he was like, oh, they're going to kill Callum, whatever. But I feel like he would want Callum. I feel like Callum would be important because once again, Callum is just a soldier. He's just going to do what the villain tells him to do. He don't care. He's not in it for the glory. He's just there because, you know, they want him to do it. So he's going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. But maybe he already had someone else, like it was an expendable power. The other powers that everyone else has What's is more like important Okay are more important to world domination. Okay. Like I feel like I feel like Callum would be a really good person to have in your council, right? so that, like when you go to a big uh emperor meeting or something. Like you'd want Callum to be like, it's all right. You want us. You good.
0: you feel he's great. charismatic. <laughs> he's charismatic and he Yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah. 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 But I think because of his attitude, I think Atlas was like, meh.
0: Yeah, or maybe (laughs) he could.
1: He's not bendable enough. Yeah. He's too certain of who he is, I think. At least he's on agenda, but anyway.
0: Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: So I think I'm going to change my rating to a 4.5 on this book. I and I definitely want to see what happens
0: oh, for sure. next
1: because, again, it, it takes a lot for Don and I to like a book. We have, Don has way more checklists than I do, <sighs> but I feel like just even more over the years, like, we start we've started to adapt to, like, this wasn't done well or this was done well. So, again, if you're thinking about reading Deadly Education, don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it's it. It's not worth your time. Spend your time on Olivia Blake. Like, spend your time here. Yeah. This is what you want it to be. You <laughs> actually could talk about stuff and not be like, what was the world about? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And not have Ashley go, yeah, you know, all this stuff. And Don goes, I didn't read it. <laughs> <I was kidding>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway we hope you enjoyed your talk with us again we are going to talk about the southern guy or southern book club's guide to slaying vampires next i'm excited yes me too this is no you know coven whatever one that we read that was (laughs) crap. what was the name of that one
0: was it the crave book
1: was that it thank you yeah the grave. Yeah, because the next one I think was Coven or Covet or something. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I'm looking at the we cover. It was the fake Twilight book.
1: It's it, it it's literally just Twilight Regurgitated Bird food. It's gross. Um anyway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but thanks so much for joining us. We will catch you in the next podcast.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.